Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to transform your whole life, all your life. We hope that you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. I wanted to, I wanted to come and talk to us this morning about our personal body image. Because and I know it's not, it's not the kind of thing necessarily that you usually hear a sermon about, and, and, and I get that, but I think one of the joys of doing the, the summer house over August has been that we've, been able, we've had an opportunity to discuss some things that we don't normally get to talk about. And I just think this is something that particularly, it doesn't actually matter whether you're younger or whether you're older, it affects us all. I think that some of that is to do with the fact that we've lived, we live in a film and television age where in the past we were not under the scrutiny of the camera in the same way that we are today. You know, like years ago, I mean, you could be a politician or you could be a public official and it didn't really matter what you looked like as long as you could do the job. But now they have to take into account what you're going to look like on the camera, what you're going to look like, uh, you know, how people are going to respond to your image. I mean, politicians have image consultants because they want to be portraying the right image. And that's because the camera has invaded our life to such a degree and it emphasises the imperfections that we don't necessarily want to see. I did a little bit of research about this and I found that there is actually a, a face powder, a finishing powder, which is primarily for the ladies, but I'm sure some of the guys would be hooking it up. But like it's Instagram approved. Did you know that there was an Instagram approved face powder that is meant to hide fine lines and your pores so that when people are looking at your selfie, that your picture will survive? I mean, if you don't know what I'm doing right now, don't worry. This really doesn't concern, but there's a lot of the room who knows that that is how you zoom in on that Instagram Picture. So, you know, I mean, these days, who, you know, like years ago, the only way you were going to have a photograph taken is for posing uh, for a picture. But now, like young and old, carry cameras around in their pocket. It's also a phone, but it's a camera. And like also years ago, if you wanted your photograph taken, you used to ask somebody to take it for you. But now you've got the selfie. You've got to take the perfect selfie. There are YouTube videos helping you to take the best selfie. Some of you, if you take nothing away from this sermon, you're going to take away that. Oh, I didn't realize there was a, didn't realize there was a YouTube video. I'm going to go and look at that. Take the perfect selfie. We... We're not just actually after taking the perfect selfie. We want to create an illusion of perfection. And, you know, even, even some of our kids are under incredible pressure to look perfect for the camera. I mean, like, 
essentially, I've got no problem with a kid taking a, a photograph of them, of them playing or doing something adventurous. But you know, if you're under pressure at a young age to be taking a perfect selfie, that is not the kind of pressure any child should be under. There's no secret that the world of advertising has pushed at us images of beauty. One of the joys of having a church like ours is that it's a multicultural church and with many understandings, many cultural perceptions of what beauty is all about. But we need to understand that whilst women in the room will understand the kind of pressure that can be brought uh, to you to look a certain way uh, by the world, we're living in a day and age where it's no longer just a female issue. Where the men are also coming under similar pressure to look a certain way because that's what the world says beauty looks like. Reading some information, I, I, I read that in the last in the last decade and and, and a half uh, that that the the, the the increase of, of men seeking plastic surgery for cosmetic reasons has gone up, uh, um, what was it, 110%. Now it's, it's, it's been something that, that women have done, but now men are doing it more and more. There, there is the massive pressure on young boys to have the, the biceps and the and the six pack and you know it's just this whole thing to do with the body image what you look like what you look like what you look like you got to look a certain way if you're going to be successful you've got to look a certain way if you if you're going to do something with your life you've got to look a certain way that is the message that the world is sending at us through TV through film through glossy magazines through Instagram huge increase in eating disorders because People are trying to get that perfect body image and those eating disorders are not just prevalent amongst women, but prevalence these days amongst men as well. And, and I did, in writing this comment, say to myself that when I said it, I was going to say that if anyone is struggling in silence with a problem, secret eating disorder, I, I, I beg you to seek help. To seek help because God does not want you to live as a slave to that condition. He wants you to find freedom, true freedom. The person who God sets free is free indeed. What is this obsession that we have with beauty? Even the way we treat our children, there is there is a, a research out there that would suggest that the good-looking children draw a lot more attention and a lot more positive comment and positive affirmation so that they gain a confidence uh, that maybe children who aren't quite, such, quite so good-looking don't, don't get. And, and it's, it's, you know, I think, if you, if you are somehow challenged about how you respond to children because of the way they look, then, then that's a good thing because we need, we need to be challenged. 
that we don't just judge people by the way they look, particularly our children. Because our kids also, they grow up in a world where in the fairy tales, you've got the handsome prince who gets the beautiful princess. And the princess finds the frog, but he doesn't stay a frog. Because with one kiss, he becomes the handsome prince. And, and, and beauty does find the beast and she falls in love with the beast but he doesn't stay a beast he turns into a handsome prince and let's be honest you know not everybody is going to turn into a handsome prince not everyone is going to turn into a beautiful princess it would also seem that the Bible is not shy to point out when someone is beautiful or handsome. We haven't got time to, to go into all the Scriptures, but the Bible talks about Sarah and Rachel and Bathsheba and Job's daughters, Esther, Saul, David, Absalom, Moses and Joseph, to name but a few. It all describes them as, as beautiful or, or very beautiful or handsome, doesn't too often state the opposite. It does mention in Genesis 29, when talking about two sisters, it talks about Leah, who had weak eyes. But Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Gee, thanks. All the best, Leah. You know, like here we've got Rachel, like, and then you've got Leah. I did think to myself, because Leah and Rachel, of course, were sisters, I did think to myself, how many of us have had to endure as brothers and sisters those kind of comparisons may not just be to do with looks, maybe it's to do with brains or how well they're doing at school or not doing at school. Maybe you've had to hear those words, why aren't you more like your brother or why aren't you more like your sister or oh, you're not as pretty as your sister or you know, it's like those kind of comparisons that, that really stick in the heart of, of a child and at best is unhelpful but at worst can be really damaging and, and hurtful. Interestingly, the Bible is very specific about somebody not looking so good. And, and Isaiah tells us about that person. Isaiah 53 says that, reading from verse one, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He and this is speaking of Jesus, grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. 
There was nothing physically attractive about Jesus. He didn't come looking like a film star. He didn't come. Jesus did not come looking like a handsome prince. Maybe, maybe that's because God wanted us to look beyond externals. He wanted us to look beyond what's going on on the outside. Maybe we shouldn't just be focusing on what Hollywood and TV and the glossy magazines are telling us. See, the Bible does tell us a few things about how we should see ourselves. We shouldn't just be looking at ourselves through the filter of what the world says. In fact, Psalm 139 says this. He says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. That's what the psalmist says. It goes on to say how God was there. He saw our unformed body. He saw us while we were being formed in our mother's womb. And, 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 and the psalmist here is saying to us, he says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That word fearfully means I stand in awe. I stand in awe. When was the last time you stood in front of the bathroom mirror and you stood in awe of what you saw. Someone said in the first service that um, when they stand in front of the bathroom mirror, they say every morning that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then they put the glasses on. And uh, yeah, faith is a, faith is a wonderful... Faith is a wonderful thing. But God, God wants us to stand in awe of what He has made. Well, he said, there in, he said there in Genesis, He said, then God saw everything that He had made and indeed it was very good. When, when, when God made you, He didn't stand by, back and go, oh, 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 never mind. When God looked at you, he saw, you're very good. You are very good. God thinks you're awesome. Turn to the person next to you and say, God thinks you're awesome. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God thinks you're beautiful. God thinks you are handsome. And we've talked about the vulnerability that we find in the bathroom. I want to remind you of how, what the Bible says of Adam and Eve in Genesis 2. He said that they were both naked and they were not ashamed. When you look at yourself in the bathroom, God does not want you ashamed of what you see. He wants you to be grateful for what God has given you because you look at you through the filter of what God says you are and not what the world says you are. I, I think I don't think I'm the only one. I don't think I'm the only one that you know like we're just so we 
We get so dissatisfied with ourselves. If you've got, if you've got long hair, you want it shorter. In fact, it's very often if you say to a woman, uh, oh, that's a nice haircut. She says, yeah, I'm growing it now. <laughs> it's like, but you just went and had it cut. Yeah, yeah, but I'm growing it now. And, it, you know, it's, it's like, or if you, uh, you've got nice long hair. Yeah, but you, 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 yeah, I'm going to have it cut soon. You know, it's like when, we, when we've got short hair, we want it longer. When we've got long hair, we want it shorter. We, you know, it's like, whether we want to be taller, we want to be shorter, we want to be bigger, we want to be smaller, we want to be paler, we want to be darker. You know, it's like we're just, we're not satisfied with ourselves. We're not satisfied with God, what God has made. I don't know whether anyone can relate to this, but you know, like me, I'm, like I can't, if I'm sending an iMessage on my phone, and you know, you get to send an emoji, you know, like uh, with your praying hands or your fist bump or your raised hands. I always pick a slightly more tanned version, a slightly more tanned emoji than I actually am. Because the truth is, the truth is that you've got yellow and then you've got lily white. Now that's me. That's the truth. But I can't do that. I can't, I can't send you an emoji where you need to put sunglasses on to look at it. I have to send you a slightly more tanned version of what I really am. I know that I'm doing it. I don't care. I just have to let you know that. You see, there, there is power, I believe, in perspective. Maybe if I was to ask any one of you in this room, uh, uh, most of us at least would say if there was anything you could change about you, you would probably readily be able to say, oh, I changed this and I changed that. And, and you'd be really quick to come up with the things that you want to change. But I would like to suggest to you that maybe what we most need is not a change to our bodies, but a change to our perspective. You see, I've said that, you know, like there are, there are many understandings of what beauty is in the room because of your cultural upbringing. You know, there, there, are, there, are, there are definitions of what beauty is, you know, whether you're darker, whether you're lighter, whether your hair's straighter, whether your hair's curlier, you know, it's like all those things, some of us, some of us didn't even realize we had an issue until someone pointed it out to us one day. You know, I don't know, maybe someone said something, oh, your hands are really weird, or oh, you've got a big nose, oh, you've got a big nose like your father, or oh, your ears stick out like your mother, and you're like, you'd never noticed it before, but now you think, oh my God, it's true. And like, you just become so self-conscious about a part of your body which wasn't an issue before, but now, now it's an issue. You know, the interesting thing is that it's about, it's about perspective. You know, like you could have one person who could have a scar on the face and to them, that scar is a mark of shame. It's a mark of wounding. It's a mark that makes them go into themselves and they hide themselves away because they don't want people to see the scar. They don't want people to see the scar. They want to they hide away. They, they, they don't want to be, become their scar. Yet 
There are other people who will wear the same scar, but it's a badge of honour. They're, they're proud to walk with that same scar because their perspective is different. It's the same scar, but their perspective is different. You've got to change your perspective. I did ask my wife's permission to share this just in case all the women are going to go get all annoyed at me. But you know, like we've had, we've had, this is my beautiful wife. Isn't she gorgeous? I'm just going to come and give you a kiss. I just feel like. This is my beautiful wife. And we've had four beautiful children. And, uh, you know, after four children, the reality is that she's got a few stretch marks. Those stretch marks weren't there when we first got married, but we've had four children and now she's got some stretch marks. And I remember having a conversation with her one day. She was thinking, oh, do you think I should do something about it? I said, what? Because the thing is, we can so easily buy into what the world tells us is beautiful. I said, babe, you didn't put those stretch marks there by yourself. It was love. Love put those marks there. Love put the, that, that our love for each other produced the next generation. Those marks are not ugly. They are beautiful. They are the badge of honour because we have carried another generation. Don't let, don't let the world tell you what your stretch marks are. They are. Be proud. Be proud because those marks say, hey, we, we, we've given birth to the next generation. We, 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 my, my body declares that love has conquered. My body declares that love has conquered all. Don't let the world tell you what your body should declare. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. You know, maybe, maybe someone said to you one day, oh, no, you're not got, you've not got very nice legs. Or you need to hide those legs. I mean, maybe, maybe this is a bit more of a, a ladies issue because guys often wear trousers and, and ladies might wear a, a dress or a skirt or whatever. Maybe someone said, oh, you haven't got nice legs or because someone told you you haven't got nice legs, you know, you're like now you feel compelled to wear trousers or you always wear, you know, like firstly, who decides what nice legs look like? But the, the point that I want to make is, is that our, our perspective is, oh, I don't have nice legs. That's why I walk around with thinking maybe I don't have nice legs. I don't have nice legs. I don't have nice legs. Do your legs work? Did your legs get you here this morning? Did your legs climb those stairs? Those are good legs. Turn to someone and say, you got good legs. Those legs, if those legs work, they are good legs. Don't let the world define what good legs are. Your good legs are working. Hey, they may not, they may not be uh, in any oil painting soon, but I can run, I can dance in the presence of the Lord. I can do whatever I want to do because God gave me these legs. 
And I thank God that I can walk. There are some people who would pray for legs like these. There are some people who would pray because they can't walk. They weren't able to walk to church this morning. They weren't able to park their car down the street and walk in. But God has given me the health and the strength. These legs are blessed legs. These legs are good legs. I celebrate these legs. You know, I, I, I had, since, since being a teenager, since being about 14 years of age, I've uh, had, my left ankle has been malformed. They could have done something about it uh, at 14, but they can't do anything about it so easily now. You know, it's so funny, I mentioned that and everyone's eyes went. I've, I've never noticed, have you ever noticed? I've never noticed that before. You know, like, it's, it, it maybe doesn't look that pretty, but you know what? The truth is, I can walk, I'm fine, very rarely gives me any problem. Now listen, when I was a teenager, it was a bit more of an issue. It's not an issue now. It might become an issue now if I'm looking around and people are like, yeah. you know, I just want you to know, you can hardly tell. I've, I've been watching you for ages, you can hardly notice, bless God. Now, it's fine, I know, it's all cool. But you know what I found was the more, the more I made it an issue, the more it was an issue. It may be sometimes that's a little bit of a gift that age gives you. You know, when you're 19, things are like massive. By the time you're 39, 49, it's like, ah, you know, whatever. You know, you don't, you don't think in the same way. It just sometimes takes you to be 49 to realize that no one was that bothered anyway. (laughs) What are you allowing to become an issue? What are you allowing to become an issue? You know what, sometimes I get surprised. these, These glasses, I actually for distance don't need glasses, but I need glasses to read. Okay, so that's just an age thing. When you get to a certain age and your arms are no longer long enough. Everyone over 45 say amen. Your arms are no longer long enough. You need a selfie stick to read your mail. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and so you get to an age and, and like, I am this shallow. I am this shallow because, you know, you could have a pair of reading glasses, but I've got a pair of glasses that I can just keep on and don't keep having to take off. And, you know, because like, I just didn't want to be that guy who, you know, listen, it's great. If this is you, it's great. But I just didn't want to be that guy with, you know, my glasses on a cord around my neck. It's like, I don't know. I I don't think that's like, you know, like, it's not cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because you might make it cool. You might be making a one man stand to make it cool, but you know, or like, or the worst, you know, like you get you, you got your reading glasses on, but now you're like this. Everyone had a teacher like this, didn't they? Everyone had a teacher like this. And it's just when you, it doesn't matter what they say, but when they look at you like this, you feel like you're getting told off. That teacher used to pull it down so they could look at you. 
then you knew. Then you knew. But like, so I, I don't have glasses like that. I have it like this. And I was getting so wound up that I needed glasses. And uh, you know, like, ah, you know, like, I'm getting old. And like, now why do I need reading glasses? And then I, I got to a place where I rebuked myself. Because I said, Malcolm, you can see. You can see. You might need a bit of help to read because of your age, but you can see. And you have lived your life seeing and you have lived most of your life without glasses and somebody else, that's not their story, but you can see. You know, if, if you change your perspective and start becoming thank, thankful for what you have rather than criticising yourself for what you don't have. You know, Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, He said, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Which, which of you by worrying can add one inch to your height? You can't. You can't, you can't do anything to solve that issue. You know, Jesus said to love your neighbour as Yourself, And we're really good at emphasising loving the neighbour bit. But you know, he said, love your neighbour as yourself. You've, you've got to love you as God loves you. Love you as God loves you. Don't despise the good things that God has done in you and for you. But in actual fact, maybe he wants us to get a little bit beyond that. Maybe it's not just about changing my perspective about the way I look. Maybe he wants us to get to the real issue, what really matters. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, the Bible says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart. In the Gospel of John, the Bible says, verse, in chapter 7, verse 24, stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Now, you know, the reality is that man does judge by outward appearance. Man, man judges by outward appearance. So I'm not saying now, oh, because you've heard this sermon and you get a job interview, that now you just turn up to your interview any old how. Oh, the Lord's with me. The Lord's with me and the Lord looks at your heart. Yeah, the Lord's looking at your heart, but that man behind the desk, that woman behind the desk, he ain't looking at your heart. He's looking at your tatty self saying, why have you come to this interview dressed like that? That's... That's what he's looking at. Man, man looks at the outward appearance. So you've got to understand that. There's nothing wrong with, with dressing or presenting the best version of yourself in, 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 in that regard. But I believe that that John scripture helps us see what as Christians we should look. Sorry, as Christians how we should look. Christians, stop judging by mere appearances but instead judge correctly. See, Proverbs 31 verse 30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You see, the certain realities of life, the certain realities of life are that whether male or female, 
whoever we are, the wrinkles are going to appear, the grey hairs are going to come knocking at the door. But we need to understand that it's not what we look like, it's who we are that really matters. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly, I might be wasting away. But that, the difference is, as a follower of Jesus, inwardly, I am being renewed day by day. I'm getting better and better. I'm getting better and better. Every day, I'm being renewed. Every day, I'm getting better and better. I'm not letting my body dictate who I am. I'm not letting the worldview dictate who I am. Every day, because of Jesus being in my life, I'm getting better and better. I'm getting stronger and stronger. I am the best version of myself than I have ever been because of Jesus being in my life. First Peter says that your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Goodness me, I know so many churches who've abused that scripture and told women that, oh, you can't wear makeup and you can't wear nail varnish and you can't wear jewellery and you can't get your hair done. And you, and you know, it's like, that, that's not what that, Bible, that scripture is saying. It's not what the Bible is saying there. It's just, it's not saying you can't do that. It's saying just understand that true beauty, true beauty does not flow from what you do to the outside of your body. True beauty flows from who you are. It, it flows from your heart. I believe that the Bible wants us to look after ourselves. He's given me a body to steward. We're going to talk a little bit about this later on in, 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 in the year because I think that there are certain things that we can do to help ourselves. And, and again, you know, we, we, we have been given a body that we should look after and, and promote genuine health. We should promote health to body and, and mind. And, and I think that, you know, we are body... We are body, soul, and spirit. So my spirit is going to go to be with God, but He's given me a body and a soul to steward here on the earth. So I need to look after that. This is my spacesuit. You understand? Without this, I go to be with the Lord. Now you say, oh, well, it'll be wonderful to be with Jesus. Well, yeah, it will be wonderful to be with Jesus, but I don't want to go to be with Jesus until I've done on earth what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to get to see Jesus and he said, what are you doing here? I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting you yet. Oh, some of you will get it later, you know. It's like, he, I, I, want to, I, I, I want to get to Jesus and he say, well done, our good and faithful servant. I've been expecting you because you have steward your mind well. You have steward your body well. You have looked after yourself and your spirit has done all that I intended it to do on the earth. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 and 20 says, don't you realise that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit 
who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. Wow. You do not belong. If you belong to God, you do not belong to yourself. You can't just do whatever you want with you. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honour God with your body. So I honour God by making healthy choices for my body and my mind. That's way beyond my image. Time's going, but I just wanted to, in conclusion, point us to a couple of things, therefore. that There's nothing wrong. I don't want anyone taking this sermon to the extreme and misunderstanding. There is nothing wrong with making the best of who you are and what God has given you. We've said already that man looks at the outward appearance. There's there's nothing wrong with dressing your best and looking your best and presenting your best to the world. Just understand that there's more to you than that. There's more to you than what people see. And God never intended that stuff to dominate our lives. He never intended it to dominate our thinking. Develop a grateful attitude for what you have. Praise God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I may creak a bit, I may have an odd ache and pain here and there, but I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My God has made me. He knows who I am. He knows where I am. And I'm believing that while ever He lends me breath, He's gonna give me health and strength to do everything that He wants me to do. And I, out of honour for Him, I'm gonna look after my body and make sure that it could, and, and maximise the opportunity to do everything that God wants my body to do. I'm gonna be thankful I want us to understand there's nothing wrong with celebrating beauty. I think we're kind of wired for it in a way. We we recognise beauty when we see it. We're wired for it. But God also wants us to understand that true beauty is in our character. It's in who we are. And we should celebrate those things too. You know, one of the things that we often try to do and it's, it's, this is a, a great tool for you who are parents. When, you, you, when your children have friends around, don't just say, oh, they're a nice boy or a nice girl or they're pretty or they're, they're handsome. You know, sometimes we used to just pick out uh, qualities in their friends, in our kids' friends to say, oh, that, that boy was so well-mannered. What am I doing then? Firstly, I'm emphasising that That's a character trait. That's important. Secondly, you might want to observe that in that little boy and adopt some of that attitude yourself. Or, you know, that that, that little girl uh, was so kind when she gave that to, to her friend. You're illustrating to your children a character trait that is beautiful and that is a value. And your children will learn to value what you value. They will learn to value. And I I think that is particularly important, especially when it comes to choosing a spouse. 
Choosing a man, choosing a woman who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. My God, help us not to just be looking at what they look like on the outside. Oh, he's so handsome. Oh, she's so pretty. You know, it's like, well, that's great. But what is she like? Yes, he might have biceps, but does he pay the bills? Yes, she might have an hourglass figure, but maybe she spends hours at the salon. Baby, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna go and get my nails done. I'm just gonna get my hair done. I'm just gonna like it's like you 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 gotta look for character, character qualities. I mean, I, I could go on for this now. You you need to look about who they are and what they do, what they do with money, what are their values to do with money? Are they are they in debt? Do they have a job? What do they laugh at? What are they like around children? Oh, it's gone quiet now. Yeah, these are the things that really matter. When choosing a life partner, if you get good looks thrown in, praise God. Praise God. But these are the things that make a marriage work. These are the things that make a family work. Make choices that promote health in body and mind. I've said that a couple of times. And you know what, maybe next time you're in the bathroom, and I think this is one of the reasons why bathrooms have such good acoustics. You know, you can go and always, everyone sounds good in the bathroom when you're singing. But maybe when you go in the bathroom next time, they should be hearing you praise God down the street because you're stood in front of that mirror going, you are awesome. You are awesomely and wonderfully made. God loves you. And you know what? I'm going to love you. And you know what? Because I love God and I love you, I am set free to love other people. If you believe it, give God a clap offering right now. Time's gone from us, but I just would love to take a moment to pray because I think that as I've talked today, there's been a couple of issues maybe that have risen in one or two people's hearts. Maybe, maybe you've got something that you don't talk about much, but it's been an issue for you. Maybe you've got an area of insecurity. Maybe you are battling with what someone once said or what someone called you or what someone pointed out. And maybe you've just subconsciously uh, carried some pain in that area. I want to pray and I wonder if you pray with me before I hand back to Tando. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You that indeed we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank You that we're not just good, we're very good. Why? Because You've declared it so. You've declared it so. You didn't make anything rubbish, Lord. You didn't make any trash. You didn't make any junk. You only made incredible, wonderful, beautiful, special people. And we refuse to live our lives under the shadow of what the world says is amazing. We, we live our lives by what you say is amazing and you declare as amazing. And we receive that today. Father, I pray that you heal our hearts and we, you heal our minds. Pray for those who felt too tall or felt too short or felt too skinny or felt too big. Pray for those who felt too conscious about a certain part of their body. In the name of Jesus Christ, 
Lord, where words have been spoken, where a parent or a friend or a teacher said something and those words just stuck. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break the power of those words in people's lives right now. People, people who have been told they were ugly, in Jesus' name, I break the power of those words over your life. And I declare that in Jesus' name, you are beautiful. In Jesus' name, you are beautiful. In Jesus' name, you are beautiful because God has made you beautiful. Father, I pray that you heal us. Heal us in our body. Heal us in our mind. Touch our bodies. Touch our perspective. Help us to have a fresh and new perspective, oh God, of the wonderful body you have given us. We thank you. We thank you for everyone who has health and strength today. And we pray for those who are battling with their health and strength, that you would bring healing to them in Jesus' Name. And for the glory of your own Name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been both challenged and inspired. To stay up to date with everything going on in our church, go to heartchurch.co.uk.